0: This is Bobby Boucher from the Fifty Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're
1: listening to Sports Done Right. Ah, they said they were going to the Twin Cities. He's moving on up. Yeah, is that useful to you? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes. Change is good. And when it comes to sports talk, keeping it real ain't wrong. It's Sports Done Right. Coming to you live from the new Palacio grounds of Wright Manor, where the sports governor of Minnesota, Vince Wright, delivers a weekly address, unpacking and commanding all things Minnesota, Midwest, and sports talk. And yes, because your governor is also the big smooth, he's gone nationwide, folks, and can sometimes be found debating the Big Ten, Midwest, and other hot topics from his winter home, the Western White House. And while locations may change, one thing remains the same. This is Sports Done Right. Oh,
2: thank you, Miss Tree Taylor. It is indeed the Sports Done Right podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in once again. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Coming to you, ironically, from Phoenix, Arizona once again. Cloudy gray day. Some rain coming this way, it looks like. Uh, A chilly day by Phoenix standards. So we're going to get this podcast taken care of. And this show in particular, folks. And again, I want to thank our sponsors, Cultivated CBD and the fine folks over at 7th Avenue Pizza. Make sure you get you some of both of those uh, great, great products there. Uh, One thing I want to focus on, and especially, too, with Cultivated CBD Again, the products just work, man. So whether it's anxiety, pain, whatever it is, you want to get some help sleeping at night, they can help you. Check out the website, cultivatedcbd.com. And the best frozen pizza out there, man. The best frozen pizza statewide, 7th Avenue Pizza. The breakfast in particular is really blowing up again. Better ingredients, man. That's all it is. So make sure you get some of that as well. This show we're going to focus in on go for men's hoops. We're really not going to talk too much of anything else today. Because with Dennis Evans bolting here this past week and that shot across the bow and now everybody really feeling, you know, disheartened by this program and everything they're going through. Uh, Gophers, as we know, one Big Ten win. I mean, it is it's it's bad. It's bad. I mean, they're one in sixteen in conference. We were told to hold out for next year because of the recruiting class with Christy coming from Illinois. Uh, obviously, Evans. The what you know, depending on the publication that you were reading, he's either a four star or a five star. Regardless, he is a hell of an athlete, one of the nation's top shot blockers, which the Gophers could really, really use right now. And when he decided he wanted out, and that story broke by Marcus Fuller locally in the Twin Cities market, well, it just all kind of went, you know, to crap in terms of Gopher Nation and how they were feeling. So not only now are we suffering from this horrendous season – I don't want to say the savior by any means, but obviously the, the bright spot for next year is no longer with us. We're dealing with injuries, Um, you know, Ben Johnson. And then here's the thing. And, you know, I have Jeremy heard coming on. We have an interview about half hour coming up here, um, you know, discussing this program, the good, the bad, the ugly with it. But for me, the hard part about being a coach nowadays is, is exactly this. You know, I, as I'm sure everybody is for, I'm all for the kids getting money and this and that. But isn't it ironic now the NCAA is literally a ghost organization. I mean, they, they may as well just fold up shop at this point. Because kids can really do anything they want. They're calling the shots. And... While I want them to get paid and and get money, and and especially the the top-tier athletes who can generate money like that. Does there have to be some types of checks and balances in place for this stuff? Very, very interesting. So now, Gopher Nation totally disheartened. Our coach not only has to deal with this, he has to do a transfer portal because now he has to go hardcore in the transfer portal. You know, we need guards big time. We need some leadership on this team big time as well. But he also has to coach against current players leaving. I mean, this is just a whole different world. And the sports governor Vince Wright, look, I ain't going to pretend I, I, you know, I got the answers for this stuff because I don't. You know, I just turned 54 years old. I come from a time, a, a much different time now in college sports, where you didn't have any of this stuff and people just jump and ship all the time and and can really start dictating their terms and all this stuff. But man, gophers, you know, here's the problem. Sure, give Ben time. But if we're at one in 16 next year, if we're at three wins, four wins next year, that clock is going to expire so fast on him that all of our heads are going to spin. And I hate saying that nice guy, all that stuff. Minnesota kid. And I'm pulling for coach Ben Johnson. But this and, and listen, we're not saying anything that that he doesn't know. I mean, this program is in rough shape and we got to get some players in here ASAP. And you know, our injured players, you know, Parker Fox, what, Division 2 Player of the Year. He hasn't even seen time here because, again, his you know, of his situation, his injuries. He was supposed to be a, a big, big get for for Ben. And I, I feel stupid because I wish I had answers, but I don't. You know, we look at the Big Ten this year. There's been some surprises. Northwestern is tied for second place with Maryland and Michigan at 11-7. and seven. You no, know, Iowa, I think was supposed to maybe be a little bit better than eleven and eight. Indiana uh, had big hopes. They've kind of settled in at at eleven. You know, these this conference is just, you know, outside of Purdue, thirteen and five. You know, this conference is just a mixed match of almost five hundred teams. Nobody really standing out now. Anything can happen in the tournament, as we know. Big Ten Men's Tournament starts off next week, but for our our Golden Gophers, everybody's anticip- anticipating, excuse me, a one and done from them, and then yeah, the fun begins because this has got to get figured out asap, and we're we're in a real interesting place here because while we are in this. Power Five Conference, I think we have to have some realistic expectations on how the job at Minnesota is actually viewed. It may not be as glamorous as some Gopher fans from years gone past think it is or want it to be. So we also have to have internal discussions like that as well and what the university can do to make this program Much better as well. but So what I'm going to do here, and again, you're listening to the Sports Done Right program with Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota, your host here on the Sports Done Right podcast. I'm going to play this interview that we recorded last night with Jeremy Hurd. Again, he is a super fan. He is one of the most optimistic Gopher fans and always tries to keep it positive. So I thought it'd be interesting to get his perspective and have him back on the show and just, you know, pick his brain about this season and whatnot. Um, you know, Jeremy's a good dude. He is a faithful fan and he he knows a lot. He goes to games as well. So another reason I wanted to get him on here as well. So this interview is about a half hour so settle in and when we come back we'll just kind of finish up we'll finish up with gophers oh by the way gopher ladies did lose today in the women's tournament which did start today as well they lost to penn state 72 to 67 in minneapolis Uh, i'm just pulling up the box score for you real quick here just give you an idea looks like uh mckenna marissa let's see oh that's penn state oh we are there we go. Mar Braun, twenty-five points. on Maya Battle with sixteen points. Uh the Gophers had a rough opening. Now remember they do quarters for women's basketball. So in the first quarter, the Gophers were down by ten, nineteen to nine. You know, oh boy, here we go again. Came back second quarter actually outscored Penn State by a basket sixteen to fourteen, but they just couldn't, you know, really get back into it. Um and they wind up losing. Oh, excuse me, 70 to 67 is the correct score. Thank you very much, Vince Wright. So, um four and fourteen, big ten record on the ladies side. Um just to speak on that real quick before we get to the interview. Again, you know, Lindsay, yeah, I mean, look, she's a Hall of Fame basketball player and she knows too we're not speaking out of turn on her she she knows what's going on and she knows that she needs wins next year as well uh the university i don't think and i've said this before i don't think they would outright fire her i think we'll have a resignation Um, you know, from, from Lindsay and and maybe they create a position within the athletic department or she does something within the athletic department, excuse me, uh, a junior athletic director, something like that or whatever the hell she wants to do. But yeah, the women's side, we'll talk about that here in the, in the uh, coming weeks as well, but they definitely have to get better too. So, all right, my friends. So here we go. Here's our interview with Jeremy Hurd and we'll be back And wrapping it up after this again, this is the Sports Done Right Podcast brought to you by Cultivated CBD and 7th Avenue Pizza. And we are proudly on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright. We are back with the Sports Done Right Podcast. And we are joined once again to talk about Gopher Hoops. This real, very, very disappointing season. Dennis Evans now calling it quits. Before he even gets here. So who better than the one and only Jeremy, the Herdsman himself. You know I'm on Twitter, at Herdsman11. Jeremy, I'm glad to have you back, man. And let's just get right into it. Um, Because honestly, I think you've probably been the most optimistic or one of the most optimistic Gopher fans through this mess of a season. And with the news that, you know... Dennis Evans is no longer coming here and obviously we were all hanging such high hopes on him getting here next year. What are your initial thoughts, man? How are you feeling?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of, you hit the nail on the head there. I've kind of been a uh, captain optimism throughout the entire season here. Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, just so much of the negativity comes out on social media. Um, I definitely know, know I'm, not, I'm not alone in that though. I have a uh, and actually listen to a couple other folks here too that definitely are not on the fire ben johnson bandwagon even though he hasn't been here two full seasons
2: right that yeah.
0: you know, so many people are are stouting right now but i mean yeah definitely starting with uh with dennis evans though i mean it's it, it is the big news right now i mean ironically enough that was the big news the first time we talked <laughs> that was right after he committed.
2: in. right yeah uh and
0: then now uh now we're chatting again here in the exact opposite direction of that. And, I mean, it's, I, I think I saw uh, Marcus Fuller even said too in the Star Tribune that Dennis Evans, he was probably that like, generational shot blocker he hadn't seen since Greg Oden.
2: Uh, yes, so I, mean, I heard that interview too, yeah.
0: That's, that's saying, saying quite a bit. Uh, I mean, it's definitely quite a big, big loss there uh but i mean like you're saying i've been i have been captain optimism here and i feel like the one thing that everybody's forgotten uh in this recruiting class though is cam christie uh i mean he is the highest recruit coming here since daniel oturu who ironically enough was also recruited by ben Jess when he was on patino staff so right. uh i mean if it. it is it hurts losing Evans. I'm not gonna not gonna deny that at all. I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat that. I mean, that's that's definitely the elephant in the room right now with with anybody talking go for hoops. But I mean, to completely say that, oh, you know, next season's already going to be a wash is definitely not the way you want to go about that, especially with somebody as as highly rated as Cam Christie coming into. I mean, I think when he signed, he was the best player in the state of Illinois. Uh, I mean, if Anybody has any doubts about him wanting to leave? Uh, I know the, um, the Trevor Mabakwe, well, Blake yeah, right. Hopper, and Kendall Schell actually have their, their own uh, Outside the Barn podcast. They actually had Cam on there and was talking with them too. And do you think, have any idea this kid's going to leave too? Go go listen to those guys chat with him up a little bit. And, I mean, he's hey. he's the kind of kid where, I mean, his brother – Oh, yeah, what's up?
2: Oh, no, no, no. Please, finish your thought. Finish your thought. Oh, Sorry.
0: I I thought you you were, you know, something to add to that. But, uh, I mean, with uh, Cam Christie, I mean, with with his brother Max going to Michigan State, I mean, he went with them all over the Big Ten. And, you know, actually seeing all the arenas, seeing all the coaches, going through, essentially watching his brother go through the whole process and still wanting to come to Minnesota, I mean... Okay. Dennis Evans was a surprise. I would be absolutely flabbergasted if for some reason, Cam Christie dropped out too. Um, well,
2: but now see, that's the question. That's the question that everybody's asking now, because let's kind of back it up here before we continue with Christie, because you know, this shock wave of Evans not coming here is, you know, it was, it was a bomb dropped in, in the middle of everything. Uh, reverberation still going around, you know, and, and, you know, to the people that want Ben Johnson gone now, I mean, that's just really ridiculous talk. Uh, I get it. We're all hurting. We're nervous. We're, we're in uncharted territory in terms of, you know, college basketball, how these programs work now, because quite honestly, you know, the NCAA is literally now all of a sudden just kind of useless in all this stuff. And it's the wild, wild west out there. So let me ask you this, Jeremy. In terms of the Gophers next year, because obviously this season is a wash for a plethora of reasons. Injuries, you know, depth on the bench, all kinds of stuff. But moving forward, and I think this is kind of a good question people need to ask here. I was listening to John Rand and Pat Royce um, earlier today. I was listening to a bunch of kind of Gopher basketball podcasts and things like that, preparing for our discussion. And I'll ask you because you're a Gopher super fan. You love hoops. You love college basketball. And this comes, you know, from Michael Rand. This does not come from me, but I thought it was a great question. When your team sucks like the Gophers do right now, how in the world can you get better? I mean, when you have guys that can just up and, and get out of here at any moment now, um, transfer portal, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, and, and a team like the Gophers because I was the one that was always saying until, you know, he he gets here, and I'll say the same about Christy, until they actually get on campus, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I take it with a grain of salt, but, man, this is just a different world, Jeremy. So moving forward, what in the – I mean, let's start with the gopher guard play. We we definitely need better guards. Uh, why don't you walk me through what next year's team, barring injury, hopefully we get all our guys back because that's one thing, too, that I think that our gopher fans are really kind of missing. This team has been decimated with injuries. Now, granted, we have no depth, but, you know, the the starters have just been knocked out. So tell me, what are your thoughts, my friend?
0: I uh, I mean, really with I I think I'll, I mean I said the same thing too at the beginning of the season with kind of the same troubles we had last year. I mean I feel like from what I've been seeing a lot of it does kind of come down to that depth. I mean we haven't had as much of an issue with the guard play. The really the only one that's missed substantial time has been Carrington. Uh, I I mean, but when you go and you look at I mean I feel like. I, I hate to say it because, you know, he's a, I believe he was a hometown kid coming home, but I think Torres Samuels is a little bit of a disappointment um, or no, he's from mm-hmm. California. Right. Uh, but I mean, you know, expecting him, you know, a super senior coming from, uh, I mean, I know that Dartmouth <laughs> isn't necessarily a college basketball powerhouse, right. but I mean, as a super senior coming in for your fifth year into a big 10 school, you kind of expect at least a little bit more from him, I guess. I mean, looking at him, I mean, especially compared to compared to somebody like Talon Cooper, who I know that right. there's a lot yep. of people who haven't been overly positive on him too. I mean and they for good reason too. I mean right now Cooper's having career highs in or career low in free throw shooting percentage, career high in turnovers. Uh I mean it yeah.
2: the golfers turned it over not, way too much.
0: Oh yeah. And I mean a lot of that will will stem from your guard play. Um I got don't worry, we'll we'll get into the turnovers later. <laughs> but uh as for as for the guard play, though, uh, I mean, losing Samuels, I mean, like I said, with with him being a little bit of a disappointment on the season, I know that I feel like he was more or less expected to be a depth guy., uh, but yeah, I remember when Carrington started the season injured, I mean, having to kind of go to him right away. Yep. I, I'm really hoping that after after a year of experience actually being fully healthy, um, someone like a character helping uh, Slon Cooper out a lot more, and then kind of both of them working together to get Christy in here. And right there, I mean, you're with those guys together, uh, and I feel like that is going to be the one thing that we are going to need. We're going to have to have somebody hit that transfer portal pretty hard here oh, uh, to try yeah, to find a yeah. guard from somewhere uh because i mean i uh, i think that i've I listened to the same podcast as you earlier and uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's it's essentially become free agency now uh i mean you know yeah. it's there there's no penalties for somebody transferring now i mean the the hard part is that you know we're going to see guys develop here and you know want to end up leaving and going somewhere yeah. else that's yeah. what a, yep that's what a lot of people are saying and i mean we I mean, I've been more or less, you know, jaded by some of those players that, you know, had really wanted to, you know, come and improve our uh, improve our squad and everything. And as soon as Patino left, like, how was someone oh. left? Because I, I know there's so many people that are, are happy for, you know, Gabe Kalsher down in Iowa State or happy for Marcus Carr at Texas. Carr, like, it's, it's kind of yeah. hard for me to, you know, really get, you know, too excited about them because, you know, at the end of the day, these are, these are players that decided to leave us because yeah. they didn't want to be here and, place for us anymore. So it, it's hard for me to get past that. Um but as for Well
2: yeah you I mean, just I, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, I mean you just hit it on on this whole thing. I mean we're in uncharted waters. It's just a whole new scenario now. Um, you know, and I mean I'm I'm you know I just turned fifty four. I'm an older guy so you know I'm I'm used to the way it's been and all this stuff. And now to just see these guys because, you know, in some of the podcasts I'm sure that we both listened to and the one with uh, Royce and Ran, and not that I want to kind of m- make this a extension of what they were talking about, but they, that podcast brought up a lot of good points in terms of, are the Gophers going to get into this NIL game? I mean, with, you know, we talk about all the, the corporate headquarters in the Twin Cities, and I know business is a, is a little different now post-COVID than it was pre-COVID. But I mean, there's still so much corporate money there, and it's just amazing to me that, you know, as this now comes to light, that the Gophers really don't have anything in terms of NIL money or, or anything over there in Dinky Town.
0: And I I know that you mentioned this, or uh, you had the whole like little Twitter thread where we had a few people talking about this too. I think uh, mm-hmm. uh, Darren Wilson brought it up too that you know we're that unfortunately Gopher foot basketball is not. The only horse in town here. I mean, not right, even just talking nope. like somebody like St. Thomas or something like that, but oh. even competing against sports within the U. Uh, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. how many people around the state of Minnesota will be very happy to put money into Gopher hockey, but they won't watch a single football game, or you know, or and I feel like that's yeah, go for hoop- versa, right. yeah, and and then I feel like Gopher hoops kind of gets left at the wayside where between kind of you know. Football is the most popular sport in the country, and more or less hockey is the most popular sport in the state. Uh, I mean, uh, trying to fight between those two to, you know, get Mm -hmm. somebody to get that NIL money going to something like basketball. I mean, it it is so much uh, – I'll use this as a transition to our next segment here, but uh, a place like Louisville that has one team in town or one university, it's really easy for people to go around and get, you know, whoever's the big one in town – to try to get behind their program. There's not sure. really another, another team right. for them to go for. I mean, you get the same thing down. I mean, think some of the big football towns like Alabama, um, South oh, Carolina, so. like Clemson right. and all them. And, uh, and, I you mean, know, don't so get it twisted.
2: Right. And, and, I, and I told people don't get it twisted, too, because, you know, Louisville goes back, you know, historically, you know, they've won national championships in basketball. I've grown up watching dominant Louisville teams in the 80s, early 90s. So I, you know, I, I, and I, you know, one of my fraternity brothers, one of my best friends lives in Louisville is from there, you know, so I, I kind of get the inside flavor. His wife actually works at the university. They're season ticket holders for football. So I, I get a lot of Louisville Cardinal, you know, gab in my life. And, you know, you know, to bring that back to Minnesota, I just think that we, for the past few years now, Jeremy, we've had a little bit of a um, what I'd like to say a overstated or overstated view maybe of what this program actually is, off of going back to some memories and thinking about the Gopher program as kind of this top tier um, you know, coaching job when it actually isn't. And let's talk about the coach now. Ben Johnson who we both agree needs definitely to be given more time. But here's the problem, Jeremy, and I definitely want to get your thought on this. If this type of losing streak continues, because what did they say on that Ram podcast? The Gophers have won like, what, three or four road games in the past three years or something like that? I mean, it's it just mind-blowing when you think of it. If this type of losing continues into next year, and we start kind of talking about historic losing streaks and stuff, there's no way he survives this, or am I wrong? And and I'm talking Uh, about, I'm talking like, you know, the extreme, you know, hurricane on the the other side. I love Ben Johnson. I wish him well. But, you know, if they have another season like this next year, I don't know how he survives. uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would say if, if we're looking at this kind of scenario next year, I could see him getting on the hot seat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pending something like, I mean, if they, if they're going into the big 10 tournament next year with six scholarship players, because half the team is adding season ending injuries at some point, uh, that would be something where, you know, I would be kind of taking a step back and looking at that. And, you know, cause I mean, there's, there's so many times when there's things that are outside of the coach's hands like that. Uh, but I mean, if, if he's got a full team next year and I mean, it's, they're still sitting at something like this. Yeah. I'm going to, I might be one of those people that are, are hopping on social media and saying that I'm not liking what's happening either. But, uh, with, with what we've had this year, uh, I mean, despite all of the losses and everything that have been mounting up, uh, there, there have been definitely some highlights too. Um, and uh, before we, getting to our getting to another point here is there anything else you want to add on that one
2: no i i just think that a lot of gopher fans are just very i don't want to use the term scared but just very very nervous because again not knowing how this plays out because now i mean ben johnson not only does he have to hit the portal he has to bring in players that way he also has to make sure none of these guys leave you know that are here currently mm-hmm. right now. I mean, it is just a whole new way of of coaching and having to deal with this stuff. And I, I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be a coach today and have to deal with all this stuff. And, and so, hats off to Coach Johnson, man, for for getting in there. I wish him well. I don't know if he's over his head or not. I really don't. He may be, but man, well, I'm, I'm. One I'm, thing that- go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Well, one thing though to keep in mind about all this though is I feel like this is the first time that our program's been in a full rebuild though since the like the mid two thousands. Because if you remember when when Tubby came in, he inherited a full squad. I mean, he went from an eight win team in oh six to immediately winning twenty games and well, making the you know, Jeremy. The first year. I
2: can take it back to Clem Haskins. I mean, you know uh, Pat Royce again. <laughs> we're mentioning Royce here, but you know he had a real good article and talk with uh, Clem Haskins. You know, a couple weeks back. And Clem went through the exact same thing that Ben Johnson is going through right now, and you know he's people wanted his head, people wanted him out of here after year two as well, and obviously it, it takes time. So I, that's the part, man. It's just I think Gopher Nation is just very, very, um, again not scared, but just fr- not only frustrated, but just very eager to see what this future holds because if some of these guys that are here now jeremy leave oh boy that, that that's going to be trouble
0: i mean yeah that'll be that'll be a different story i mean that'll be uh that'll be a bridge that we'll cross if that one ever comes up um but just real real quick going going back to the point though um mm-hmm. i mean with with tubby that immediate turnaround uh and then when tubby in in my opinion, wrongfully, was fired immediately after winning a NCAA tournament game for the first time. Uh, we we got Pantino and I think wasn't it his first year he won the NIT. Uh, I can't. I, it was it was it was pretty cool. It was within his first two years that he was here. But uh, the last two coaches that we had before Ben Johnson, there was almost an immediate success because they had that foundation of players coming in. Uh, I mean, it's it's so hard with. I mean last year you couldn't have expected them to get anything done when, I mean, all except for Isaiah Enan decided to leave. I mean, what when you have a coach that has to come in and just throw a patchwork team together out of transfers, right, and yeah. now his second year with, you know, one of his, um, I mean, as I would say it sucks that, you know, like uh, losing Evans uh, this year is kind of the crown jewel of that recruiting class. I mean, last year probably the top two pieces he had coming in were Jamison Battle and Parker Fox, and, Again, one of those pieces we haven't even gotten to see him yet. I, I mean, right. I thought that wasn't I, I think Fox he was either like uh their conference player of the year or like uh Division Two runner up player of the yeah, year, or something I like that. He, like he was
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: He, he was he was incredibly coveted on the transfer portal and he decided to come here and he's he's another one of those players that, you know, have gotten unfortunately bit by the injury bug pretty seriously twice now and uh that's really another thing that, you know, you can't really why in my yeah. opinion you can't really hold this against Ben Johnson when you you, oh, you no. recruit these key players they they come here and i mean he's ready ready to go and then you know it tears his ACL in practice i mean yeah. and it just it feels like w- a kick in the pants that it happened 2 years in a row to the kid but
2: and that's what worries me about it's, Parker it, Fox moving forward i mean again these are just all hypotheticals but i mean yeah you know he's had a couple very bad injuries and you know I mean, nice big dude, six, eight, all that stuff, but man we we have not seen one iota of the Monamida uh, legend out there, and that sucks too, because we've seen him on film, we've seen him play when he was back in Division two, and you know people go, oh well, these gophers are cursed, and whatnot, but um it, it you know they're not cursed, but it does suck this injury bug. It's just, it's a perfect storm of just BS for this Gopher program. Um, You know, I I have a guest coming on next week to talk about the ladies program and, and what's going on over there. But, you know, that's the thing too, as a collective, I don't think, you know, Jeremy, and again, I'm older than you, but I, it's been a long time since I've seen both programs at this level. And in this new age of, of college basketball and NILs and whatnot, boy, it's, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how both the men and women come out of this here in the next year or two.
0: Yeah. And I mean, with, with the next you know, recruiting class, and everything coming up uh, and then, you know, of course, there was the next off season looking at the transfer portal, things like that. You know, I'm, I'm not definitely not going to be in the camp of you know getting rid of Coach Johnson before we can even see what he does. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know that's you know definitely not the type of mentality that I would want to have with our team, and I feel like that's what's kind of getting all too rampant right now with our with a lot of our social media stuff, Uh, especially with Evans. But I mean when you see uh, because it's uh, uh, they just recently had a visit from uh, um, Isaac Azuma from up in uh, uh, is it iron i think yeah up by chisholm there uh but he's the the number two player in the state and they they said in the star tribune that after his most recent visit down here i mean uh rivals showed him it's pretty high on iowa state but the okay. trip's making it sound quite a bit like he's going to be looking to looking to possibly join up with well, Ben johnson squad it won't be next year but the year after so uh that's I mean, okay that, that, when...
2: that would be a good get for him
0: oh yeah definitely and um, that's that's why we initially hired coach Johnson was because of, you know, what he could do with in-state guys. Yeah. I mean, getting, getting no to stay at, in Minnesota, getting the Coffey, coffee, who was the best player of the state at the time to come and stay in Minnesota. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's why we wanted him to be our coach that mm-hmm. I feel like so many people have forgotten about now.
2: Right. You know, we got so caught up in some of the big names and some of the superstars that have left Minnesota. You know, we have had some talent that, that has stayed home, you know, granted, a lot of it's, you know, one, two years and they're off to the next level, but that's all right. Now, it, let me ask you this. And again, um, we got Jeremy Heard with us, the main man, the one and only better dead than red on Twitter at Herdsman11. If you want to follow him on Twitter here, um, you, you know, we touched on guard play a little bit earlier here again. And it goes beyond the guards, but, you know, turnovers. We need to get guards that can really score and, and really create. And we also got to get guards. And, by the way, we got to get some basketball players in general that can hit these free throws. Um, Any big-name guards out there? I mean, honestly, I you know, I do not know who's out there in the portal or, or looking to transfer or anything like that. Is there anybody on your radar in terms of guards, because I think we, you know, that's really the position the Gophers got to get going right now because they need leadership in the worst way.
0: Oh yeah, and I feel like, well, I, I there's two two questions in there for the, for the leadership aspect at least. I mean, I feel like that's something that's that one's got to come from within. I mean, we need we need some of our veterans to step up for that. I mean, a, we need some like a Jamison Battle who's who was a part of that you know initial crew that ben johnson brought in here we need somebody like him to really kind of start taking more of a leadership role in the court
1: right. I agree
0: uh but as for as, as for guards uh i mean it's it's so hard to start looking i mean now that some you know conference uh conference tournaments are going up i mean we might start getting announcements to some guys that are entering the transfer portal uh i mean as for who we could look at in the transfer portal. I mean, until the season's done, we're not going to be able to really get kind of any idea of who we're going to be looking at. Uh, I mean, right now is a good time to watch some of these, uh, you know, mid to high majors uh, of, you know, places where we got someone like a Talon Cooper out of Moorhead State. So, yeah, start watching something like the the Ohio Valley tournament, like uh, some of the lower ones, like the West Coast, uh, um, coming from like a San Francisco (laughs) or something like that. You know, Jeremy, uh, I mean, you know, it's well,
2: funny. That, that's... I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And, the folks, excuse me for no, interrupting. It's always hard when we do the interviews over the phone here. Is I'm, I'm always stepping on toes with my guests sometimes. But, you know, that's it's funny you mention that because I, I watch the the lower conferences and the mid-tier conferences. I used to watch it just from a betting aspect, Right. You know, just to keep my eye on some of these teams that can, you know, maybe move and shake in the tournament here, make me some money, blah, blah, blah. But now you got to watch them because honestly, some of these players may be on your team, whether you're, you know, whether it's the Gophers or whatever your squad. I mean, the way these players are now starting to move around, like you said, free agency has hit college basketball. So, yes, a definite reason to check out. You know, uh, Ohio Valley and then, you know, the Mid-America and then, you know, um, all these uh, smaller conferences. And plus, it's always good basketball, too. I mean, I I enjoy watching like, um, you know, some of the smaller conferences out northeast and stuff when they're playing in the gymnasiums and kind of going back old school, man. So (laughs) I I really dig all the all the uh, non-name conferences. And by the way, these conferences have given us teams that have made some very deep runs um, You know, George Mason, you know, Steph Curry with Davidson back in the day. I mean,
0: Florida, you know. Florida Gulf
2: Coast. Oh, oh my please. goodness. Hey, one half court shot away from winning it all, man. I mean, you just you never know <laughs> nowadays. So, yeah, it is definitely worth checking out, man. Um, again, so before I get you out of here, Jeremy, and again, I want to thank you for your time tonight because, you know, it's real easy to go negative on our Gophers. God knows I have at times, and, and I you know I take full account of that. But we need some positivity. That's why I like you know talking to you and following you on Twitter because you you know you do break it down. You do have that calming influence out there in the Twitterverse, and also too you back your stuff up with facts because a lot of people are in the here and now. And obviously after this season, like that's it, Ben Johnson has to go. And, you know, you're never going to get anywhere if you got to keep firing coaches after a year or two. So that's just my two cents.
0: Yeah. And uh as for, you know, it, it definitely could get worse. Uh, Cause yeah, with uh, yeah, some of the Evans news and possibly going to, uh going to Louisville. uh Yeah. I, I was sort of looking at Louisville a little bit since I hadn't paid much attention to them. And yeah. I mean, opening their season with a loss to a team that last year was Division Two, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not a way that you'd want to start your season. At least our all of our losses, except for UNLV, who's a high major, all came from Power Five teams. We We're, we weren't losing to someone like a Bellarmine or a Wright State or Appalachian State or Lipscomb or. And there's a couple yeah. more I could name that Louisville lost to this year. So, it could always be worse, Gopher fans. And, no, it can. It can. Uh, kind of with... it can. <laughs> and uh, that's, I mean, I was looking at them, too, because, I mean, there's so many things that I saw pop up when uh, Evans announced that, that he was leaving because of, uh, you know, the wins and losses and everything. It's Like, well, if, if that was the case, he wouldn't be possibly going to a team no. that lost to Bellarmine Knights in their first, in their season opener
2: Lot of deep oh, money, uh, lot of but, deep money I mean, in Kentucky.
0: Oh yeah, but uh, probably the the one the biggest thing though that has been bugging me about about so many people on social media stuff has been saying that I mean with with how Coach Johnson so garbage and they're not seeing any type of improvement whatsoever. I mean, in in our last game that oh, was it Nebraska, yeah, the, in Nebraska, they we went eleven for eleven from the free throw line. I mean. Everybody all season long had been talking about how garbage we were at free throws, and we set a record for the highest amount that you shot was still going 100% in Gophers history, and it's completely left by the wayside. And I mean, you get some of these guys like the like I mean, a Pharrell Payne, who I mean, if you look at I'm gonna go. Uh, so what one of the big things I was looking at was uh, how guys have been in their last seven games because our. Sixth and seventh game ago was the Rutgers and Maryland games where we lost by 30-plus each time. Uh, right. So I want to, like, you know, kind of go back, include essentially our two worst outings of the year, and including those, I mean, with those games added in there, both Pharrell Payne and uh, Ola Joseph are averaging about 10 points a game, which is quite a bit higher than their season averages, which – I mean, if you look at their last few, if they're averaging this much, it shows that they're improving. That's the one thing that, you know, oh. it seems like nobody's understanding is that, I mean, these are 18-, 19-year-old kids right now. I mean, they're they're going to be significantly better near the end of their college years than they will be when they're just coming in as a freshman. Uh, I mean, Pharrell Payne had that, had that awesome spin and up and under against a 25-year-old super senior against Nebraska who, I mean, you wouldn't expect someone like that. That was not a Pharrell pain that we had at the beginning of the season. And now all sudden he's out here making these kind of moves. I mean, his footwork has been looking great for the last few games. Uh, I mean, I know that he, he has been getting a little bit too fancy and getting some turnovers too. Uh, but I mean, it's with what we've been seeing from them, it's saying that there's absolutely no improvement uh, on this team at all. And that's why coach Johnson needs to be fired. I would definitely question whoever's saying that kind of stuff. they any type of basketball knowledge that they have. Cause I don't, I, I just, I'm at loss for words when you tell me that there's absolutely no improvement on this team from the beginning of the season.
2: All right, fans, you've heard it there, Jeremy. Again, thank you so much for piping in my man. I appreciate it. And by the way, we'll get back together here after the big 10 tournament. Obviously we're not expecting the Gophers to go far But, um, you know, there are some other storylines in the Big Ten. I mean, hell, Northwestern's tied for second place in the conference, of all things. I mean, it's been a very interesting year. Rutgers has shown some sparks. Um, Illinois, a bit of a down year, in my opinion. I thought they were going to be a little bit better. But, you know, next week, as we start getting ready for the men's side of the Big Ten tournament here and uh, working our way towards Selection Sunday, we will definitely touch base again and we'll talk about college hoops on a little bit broader level, and um, I thank you for your time, sir. Anything else you want to say before I get you out of here?
0: Uh, I mean, just anybody out there that wants to watch any type of hoops, I mean, yeah, just don't don't forget these smaller conferences. Uh, I mean, I was watching the Atlantic Sun earlier, Kennesaw State, and uh, Queens, uh, North Carolina. I mean, that's Kennesaw is having their first ever winning season as the number one seed. And it went down to a final shot that they could have lost on their home court uh, uh-huh. as the number one seed to a number nine, who again, last year, they're of those two. That was a division two last year. So if you need to watch some fun hoops, I mean, there's more than enough out there for you. I mean, this March is the best time of year. I mean, bracket season's always been my favorite season. So if
2: All you need, right. need to watch some, don't sleep on some of these smaller ones. All right, my man. Well, again, thank you very much um, for joining us and talking hoops again, my man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, again, wait till next year, go for fans. But, again, I want to thank Jeremy for joining us. And with that, um, follow him on Twitter. I just wanted to get his uh, Twitter handle out again at Herdsman11 on twitter so that's at herdsman h-e-r-d-s-m-a-n 11 and follow jeremy on twitter for all his good takes out there as well thank you very much jeremy you take care all right folks so there it was talking with jeremy heard last night and yeah man it is what it is it's gonna this may be the most interesting offseason in goal for basketball history Seriously, I mean, think about it, with everything that's going on, with where the program is, I don't know, I don't know, friends, so, um, just hang in there, I mean, honestly, and listen to me, I don't know, man, I, I'm trying to have hope here, I'm trying to hang on, and that's what I'm going to do. But, man, this is just, you know, this is a real tough spot. And like I mentioned in that interview and, and from all the other podcasts, and an excellent podcast, by the way, the Star Tribune Sports Podcast with, uh, who was it, uh, um, Michael Rand and Pat Roycey the other day talking about the Gopher program. And, you know, Royce brings up a good a good point. I mean, how do you get better nowadays when you're a program like Minnesota? It is just, it is hard, man, when you are now in this position to try and get better because you're relying on all kinds of things. But I don't know, people. I don't know. So with that being said, we're going to get on out of here. But there is um, one thing that I do want to mention because on the Pigskin Podcast Network, our network sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, that's right. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially in the summer, Tons of ways to win on all your favorite sports. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, there's all kinds of risk-free bets. And the big one here uh, from DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, well, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action, baseball, golf, MMA, and more. And, um, you know, with the parlay, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, you got all kinds of endless options there as well. So what do you got to do? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use that promo code T-P-P-N for the Pigskin Podcast Network, T-P-P-N. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code T-P-P-N only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the network sponsor for the Pigskin Podcast Network. All right, my friends, I'm going to get you on out of here. I want to thank you again. I want to thank Jeremy Hurd for coming on to Sports Done Right podcast. You can follow yours truly, Vince Wright, the Big Smooth, on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's the number one after The Big Smooth. You can follow Sports Done Right on all major streaming services for your podcast. And some big things coming up here down the road as well. So stay tuned for that. All right. Be cool. Be safe. Stay safe in them streets, people. And again, thank you so much for listening to the Sports Done Right podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.